So this is my fast eight. Fast eight means you get eight minutes and that's it. And today I want to talk about freedom and isolation. See, for about a hundred years, when we were basically just animals living on the range and just slaughtering each other and killing each other and murdering anything in our faces, we had to get up early. We had to farm. We had to do hard labor. Our bodies wore down. There was no chemo treatments. There was no get in the car and drive 20 minutes. Something like a kidney stone would have been like a holiday compared to the shit that people had to deal with even 100 years ago. Life as we know it is so easy. There's no resistance. What builds muscle? Resistance. What builds character? Resistance. And we have none of that. None. See, the left wants you to believe, and CNN, that they've been slowly socially engineering certain segments of the population since we were children to believe that, you know, life is hard. Life is so profoundly difficult. Go get a psychiatrist. And see, to me, that's the problem, is that there are no tough people left in this world. Everybody wants to raise their hand and say they're tough. I lived on the streets, some people say. Some people say that they didn't have any money, that they lived on a farm, and that they only got to eat out of their jars during the wintertime because they didn't have enough food. Well, I'm sorry, you're not Amish, okay? The fact of the matter is, is that life, specifically in the United States, is still the most free and the most beloved in the world. Europe, sure, they get up nonchalantly with their 30-hour work weeks, and they all bang each other and have an amazing time eating crepes and acting like the world is fun and everything until some, like, I don't know, refugee crisis completely encompasses their entire country, and then all of a sudden they have a racial divide where they're like, oh, we don't want to let any more Muslims in our country. It looks a lot like Pennsylvania. It looks like what we deal with here in the United States, except Europe. They're just a bunch of entitled brats that haven't had to do anything for the last hundred years, and they didn't even win their own wars. I mean, think about that. How soft is Europe really? I mean, let's just remove Germany from this, the fascist Germans. Um, Europe couldn't even win their own world war. I mean, that's that's embarrassing. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest with that. You want to talk about educated. What would be educated would be to look at World War I and look how devastating that was for the world. The Germans and the United States and, and Britain got their asses beat. Watch 1917. That movie makes you really reconsider what challenging is and what tough is. The greatest generation, they called it. But see, here's the thing, right? As I watched the DNC and I watched all these marginalized, siloed human beings, the D- the Democrat Party saying, you know what? Come join our, our, our group. Come join the Democrat Party. We got a silo for you. We got a group for you. Everybody in this group loves everybody with all their diverse ways of thinking and diverse ways of thought and diverse ways of looking and loving and all these things, but not a single... American flag was waved during this convention. It's like it wasn't even considered. You're running for the office, the highest office in 
the world for the United States and you don't even have a flag on your podium? Give me a break. So the RNC convention happened. Watched that last night. Really cool fireworks. Trump went on a rant for 75 minutes. You know, I'm starting to learn as I do these podcasts that most people get tired after hearing me for about eight minutes, which is why I'm going to start calling them my fast eights. And the reason why is because you got other things to do. You don't want to devote all that time listening to somebody, even if it's a value or of substance, your brain just goes numb. You start thinking about what you got to make for dinner tonight. You can't just sit there and listen to him just go on. Trump had some good points. I won't go on to his speech and analyzing his speech. I will say that what was scary was, is that they had it at the White House. And having it at the White House wasn't a bad idea. I mean, it is where the president is. But it's in D.C., which is a far left-leaning city. And it is scary, these metropolitan areas, especially like D.C., where there's a bunch of leftists who run that, that town. And Rand Paul, who is my number one libertarian conservative candidate, he, I'm a huge fan of his, even though he looks like a ferret, um... He and his wife were trying to leave the RNC convention speech last night at at the White House. And he began to get attacked. He and his wife, as they're walking down the streets at like midnight. Why the hell would you do such a thing? Um, Walking down the streets, a conservative white male on the streets of D.C. Why would you do that to yourself? Do you think you're safe? So he gets mugged. People were kept saying Breonna Taylor and... George Floyd and say their names and I get it but Rand Paul didn't kill those people and I think you'd be surprised to find out that not all police are conservatives in fact they're union so if cops are union how do the Democrats get off saying that they need to remove the unions from the police officers I mean that's a very pro-left ideology but see unions are very That's a very communist-centric way of thinking. Organized labor is a very communist way of thinking. And Doc Rivers, the basketball coach of the LA Clippers, said that they need to defund the police to some extent. He said, oh, we don't want to defund the police, but he wants to get rid of the unions. He wants to get rid of the leverage that the police officers have. And he wants to generalize all cops. He also wants to get rid of guns. Why do people have guns, the, the, the Democrats say? We don't live, we don't need them. We live in a civilized society, says this very same people that are in Milwaukee and Minnesota and Portland, burning their cities down. But it was the small, small town of Bedford, PA, that had enough and pumped some, uh, not rock salt, but some birdshot into a enraged Black Lives Matter candidate who's walking from Minnesota to D.C., with the intent to molest and mindfuck every single person along the way by simply gaslighting them, canceling them out if they don't agree with them, and moving on. It's a plague. There's no other way of putting it. Love and diversity has a place. It always will. But won't have a place is not accepting people for their own individual thoughts. That, in fact, is individuality.
everybody love everybody. Sunday, 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 and welcome to It's Fair. How you guys doing? Um, quick eight-minute rant about LeBron James and putting faces to movements. In the 60s, Muhammad Ali was the face of African-American rights and equality and social justice. Stood up against the Vietnam War when he was drafted. It's not his war. It's not a black man's war. Words like that came out. And then he began to explain in his own woke way about how black people are suppressed. He was very educated and articulate in his mannerisms. They were new thoughts to the majority in this country. Gave us perspective. And after Muhammad Ali and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, we proceeded to have 30 or 40 years of... I don't know, non-rioting, non-burning down of cities outside of the L.A. riots, I get it. But now we're in a different era where Donald Trump is the big, bad, orange man. And men like LeBron James, who make his millions on the backs of the lower class, pretending to be educated when he barely graduated high school, Goes to the NBA at the age of 18. Proceeds to play 20 years of NBA basketball and generate wealth unlike anything we've ever seen. Proceeds to vilify Caucasians, our law enforcement. While at the same time asking us to watch his basketball games. And telling us that he doesn't care if the president doesn't watch his games. He signs contracts to do do movies, signs contracts to have people make his shoes in China and sweatshops. Support from a country. People don't understand how China works, but China pretty much is a tyrannical empire. They have concentration camps for Muslims and Christians. It's an atheist state. They don't believe in religion. They have prisons the size of Central Park in China harboring Muslims and Christians alike because they think differently. Sweatshops where women work 20-hour workdays and children work, losing their lives and being thrown in dumps as slaves in the western provinces of China. Yet LeBron James isn't seeking to, to be their salvation. He doesn't say no to that. Because his jersey sales in China are a considerable amount of his income. Because at the end of the day, it's about making money for LeBron James. It's not about a movement. On Thursday, when he stormed out of the locker room during that all-players hands meeting with the union reps, and the majority of the players decided to continue to play, it was LeBron James who stormed out in a fit of rage. Because he wants to be Muhammad Ali. He wants to be this generation's Muhammad Ali. The problem is, is LeBron James is no Muhammad Ali. He is a coward. He's a man that hides behind his security walls, paints racial things on his walls in, in Akron, Ohio, pretending that there are racist people actually give a shit about LeBron James and how much money he has. His narcissism bleeds into the middle classes of this country and he forces us to see his face 
on television as he tries to plug his next advertisement for Walmart. They have cartoons of LeBron James, where he's supposed to be a social justice warrior. He had a children's book made where the white kid is facing the wall and not being able to be included in the book on the cover of his book. Because LeBron James wanted to make a book about kids that look like everybody, unless they're white. LeBron James has vilified being Caucasian in this country, the majority, the the ones who suppressed him making a billion dollars in revenue. We are the bad guys for just existing. Even though we believe in the Black Lives Matter term, we don't necessarily support the movement, so we're the problem. If we're not willing to stand up and say that this isn't right, we're the problem. An African-American man warranted for sexually abusing a child. Sexually abusing a child and a dozen other charges who had a warrant for his arrest was called by another African-American woman who was the mother of his child. He refused to be arrested and got shot. Do I wish in a world that we had weapons that could, I don't know, keep people from doing dumb shit without getting shot yeah i really wish we did but they tried tasing him they tried apprehending him and the man continued to resist but lebron says resist burn things down he posts things like i want to go out and protest but what he's really saying is i want to go out and protest while the rest of you put your lives on the line rioting And burning things to the ground. He posts comments about Donald Trump as if they're equals. Their voice might be equal in the fact that they both get heard. But they're not equals. See, LeBron James can't actually change policy. See, he uses for every dollar he earns, he spends a penny. And that penny goes into black communities around the world. But they don't help Asian, Amer- Asian Americans. They don't help white Americans. They don't help Asians in China who are being formed through suffrage. He doesn't speak out against China because they're the ones paying him. I've seen posts about LeBron James quite a bit. And one of my friends said, it must be true if nobody's saying anything. And the reality is, is that it is true, and it has been true for many basketball players in the NBA, because the NBA is international, and it has a huge impact in China. But children in China are burning number six Miami Heat jerseys, because LeBron James isn't speaking out for them. He is completely moot, completely silent, does not care what happens to those children and those women in those labor shops. He doesn't care about the concentration camps. He only cares about collecting a paycheck. You want to sh- you want to show me what heroism is? Brian Erlacher tweeted in true form that it's okay for the NBA to protest against a man who was shot and killed or shot and wounded for four days, but go back to work. But it's not okay to protest against a black man in Chicago being shot who was a former captain of his police precinct. Nobody bats an eye. Brian Erlacher has already made his millions. He's got his nice Bosley hair. And he'll likely retire on an, in a nice, quiet area in rural America. 
but his career as a face on Fox Sports or anywhere else, he's pretty much been silenced. He's been canceled because he doesn't think like you, LeBron. But it's okay to be the victim. It's okay to be fake outraged because that's what social media is about. And it's all about perception. LeBron wants to use his, his platform to talk about injustice. But he himself won't put himself second to the movement because he himself has to make a couple bucks. Listen, as I close this out, let's just be clear. The real heroes in this are not being seen. They're the first responders. They are law enforcement. They're the ones going out during this in civil unrest. They're the ones having to be faced with adversity every single day. We don't see them. We don't hear them. We don't hear about the children crying and asking for their mothers. We don't hear about the children telling other people that they're being sexually assaulted or molested or beaten. We don't go toward those truly innocent people, but instead we go after those who, frankly, had questionable pasts. Somebody in my life said to me, why is it that every single time somebody loses their life, we look at their criminal record? I said, because when I apply for a job, they look at my resume. They see if I'm fit for the job, if I'm qualified for the job. Well, when somebody in this world is just a bad person and they have a pattern of just being a shitty human and they die, well, you have to ask yourself, what was the real context of that outcome? death has gotten completely out of control. It doesn't impact us the way it used to. We need to continue to try to slow down as much as possible. Enjoy our Sundays. And remember that this again is a movement that will soon pass. Maybe not tomorrow or in 2012 or 2020. Maybe it'll take a couple years. But remember that there are people at the very top of this whole entire thing trying to influence the way you think. LeBron James is just a puppet. The puppeteer, the puppet master. Somewhere above him, pulling the strings. And you have to ask yourself, does somebody who does not represent your way of thinking, your quality of life, seeing the world through your eyes, Are they truly better than you? And do they deserve to be heard? And the answer is no. LeBron James is just a man. Nothing more, nothing less. I hope you guys have a great Sunday, and I look forward to talking to you more this week. Everybody love everybody. Everybody.